Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Terran Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Harry's. Harry's, as you now know, is a shaving company that will send you awesome German-engineered five-blade razors in the mail. They give you a close, comfortable shave. It's, it's amazing. They do amazing things. It's finally December, but you do still have time to give Harry's as a gift, and it's, it's, it really is the perfect gift. It's thoughtful, but it's also useful. It's practical. So you, you got to do this. Uh, go to harrys.com slash Taryn and get $5 off when you order, uh, and you've got a limited edition holiday shave set while supplies last, so make sure you go to harrys.com slash Taryn if you want to take me up on that offer. And this limited edition set, I, I will tell you, Again, very cool. Uh, you got custom colors, fancy color names, uh, personal engraving options. It comes in a nice, uh, a nice box. Brendan Fitzpatrick on Twitter actually told me that uh, he went ahead and and sent a Harry's gift to his mom's house as a present for his brother, and uh, unfortunately, his brother got to it first. Uh, and uh oh. So the surprise was spoiled. He got he got to the box. He opened it right away, and now uh, now he's using it. He loves it. It's great. Uh, but you got you just you got to be a little more careful. These boxes they're perfectly giftable, but you got to be a little more cautious about uh, where you send them. Clearly. Uh, but thank you, Brendan Fitzpatrick, for uh, for ordering some Harry's. I uh, I hope that you get some as well, Brendan. So this holiday, give Harry's and give handsome. Get your holiday shopping done early and take advantage of the free shipping. So get that limited edition holiday shave set while supplies last. Go to harrys.com slash Taryn right now. That's harrys.com slash Taryn. And boy, I've got a guess for you today. If you are a big brother person, and I assume you're at least big brother adjacent if you're listening to this podcast, then you probably know of my guest today. He won Big Brother 19. He had a rocky start. He banged some pots and pans. He got into many different altercations, uh, some of which nearly got some people ejected from the house, but he managed to survive all the way down to the end, win the game as a 23-year-old, and now he's got he's got the money, he's got the attention. What's going on with Josh Martinez, winner of Big Brother 19? Let's find out right now. Of his social life It's the Taryn Show The Taryn Show Don't ask if he's single You already know Cause it's the Taryn Show A simple name For a simple guy With a simple face It's the Taryn Show Hello everyone And welcome to the Taryn Show I'm back We're back uh, It's another week uh, and another person that I actually got the pleasure of hanging out with in New York is here with me. Uh, I met this guy. He was like the hit of the whole uh, Know It All's after party. Everybody loved him. Uh, everybody had nice things to, things to say about him. It's Josh Martinez from Big Brother 19, the winner of Big Brother 19. How you doing, Josh? What's up, buddy? How's it going? I'm, I'm great. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking to you. This is awesome. Yeah, this is amazing, man. Thank you for having me on. 
Yes, of oh. course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, basically, when I met you, like, uh, there was a person there, and, like, one of the first things that, like, uh, was even said between the two of us, this person was like, hey, jo- Josh, you should do the Taryn show. And yeah. like, yeah, yes, sure. I should. Yeah. I mean, I was so excited to just see a familiar face because it was craziness. I mean, it was packed with fans, Survivor fans, Big Brother fans. So it was a good time, but it was overwhelming. So when I saw you, because we did the Skype before, I was so happy to, like, run into you. And I just... But it, there was so much going on. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited that you have me on. And for sure, man, I was down from when you told me about it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's something I've actually talked about on this podcast before is like uh, those things can be very overwhelming. And I, I do my best to, you know, not not have it show. Uh, but you you do yeah. very well. I mean, like I said, like you were you were all over the place. Uh, be, like every, everybody loved you. If you were overwhelmed, yeah. it absolutely did not show. Yeah, I know. I try my – the thing is, you know, these people watched us for months on TV, so they relate to us and they connect with us. And I love that because for me to put a – one thing is talking to fans on social media, but when you meet them face-to-face, it's the best time because you get to connect with them even on a more personal level. But when it's like 200 or 100 people, that <laughs> it can get it can get a bit, you know, it can get a bit crazy. But, I mean, it's awesome, man, and it's, it's always a good time, like these meet and greets and, like, going to events and, like, Survivor and Big Brother events. It's fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy experience just like having a bunch of people already know who you are uh, yeah. like and coming up to you and be like, "Hey Josh, like uh it's uh like what how, what is that feeling?" I mean, to be honest with you, I meet so many I've probably met over over like 3,000 people since I've been out of the house, even more than that. It's crazy because I've done a lot of meet and greets and events, but I mean, it's the same you know, they're just excited to meet you. They saw you on the show. They want to talk game. They want to talk Big Brother. And I think for me, it's getting to know all these people and, like, traveling and feeling like I have friends everywhere I go. But, you know, there's those crazy fans that, again, like, really attached and they just want to talk. <laughs> I hate I hate Jody. I hate this. And then there's the ones that are just chill and they respect, you know. Like, they're just, like, laid-back cool people, which is, which is cool because I feel like I got a friend. Like, I can go to a Starbucks and somebody recognize me and I can just kick in and have a conversation. So it's pretty cool, man. It's a it's a dope experience. Yeah. Well, is this something that you feel like you were prepared for, like before you were on uh, Big Brother? Like, what what was your life like before Big Brother? Oh, no shot. I mean, I stepped out of my house and I didn't get recognized. Nobody knew who the <laughs> hell I was. It was pretty relaxed. I was a college kid. I was crazy. I was partying. I'm um, going to school, working. So yeah, it was a normal twenty one year old in college, a junior in college. Uh, when everything started with Big Brother, I was a junior in college. And, you know, it was pretty chill. And now it's like I step out and I get recognized and and I have to remind myself, you know, I was on a TV show or like I'm Josh from Big Brother, you know, because mm-hmm. I forget. Sometimes I'm like I'll go out for drinks and I'll forget that I was on a TV show. And then I'll see a picture of me on the Internet. And I'm like, oh, God, you know, which is kind of <laughs> scary that that creeps me out. But for the most part, it's it's a lot of love and support. And and yeah, I appreciate it. I, I'm getting used to it all. Yeah, well, when you like, what what were you like doing before Big Brother? Like, what yeah. was your? What did you go to school for? So I went to college on um, well university for my major in business management, and I had a minor in marketing. So I was raised. My parents have their own wholesale business in the hair care industry, so they've always distributed hair care products. And my dad's an investor in properties and things like that. I was raised around businessmen, my uncle, my dad, and all that. So I always knew that I wanted to go into business. Um, so I went into, I got my degree in business management, was going to school full time. I lived on at um, my campus those four years and I was just going to school. I had an internship in marketing. I worked for my parents. As soon as I got out of college, I started my online business, like 
um, selling hair care products online on eBay and Amazon. So I started doing that back in November, I want to say. Yeah, back in November I, of last year, um, I started doing that. And then come, I, I would say, I think I submitted my, I submitted my, my video for, for Big Brother back in August, got a call in March, and that's when everything just took off with Big Brother. But yeah, I had my own business running, and it was going really good. Um, started in November. By June, I mean, finals started like in March or February, so I got consumed by Big Brother. So yeah, <laughs> but running my are own you, basically. So uh, is that business going to continue? Like, is that sort of where you see your career going? Oh, yeah, yeah. My family, thank God, I have a good team at home, and I got, you know, my family's like my support system. So they ran the whole thing. My brother and my sister took care of my whole business, and I think it was doing even better before. Like, when I jumped <laughs> out of Big Brother, it, it was I couldn't believe how successful it was going and how well they ran it. So, yeah, I'm going to continue that. I'm slowly – they're still running it and they're doing a great job at it. So I don't even want to interfere with it. But um, <laughs> And it's going so good, thank God. But um, I'm slowly trying to get my way back into like running my own business and getting into that. But it's just everything's a bit crazy right now since the show has ended. So Yeah. Well, I mean, anybody that, that knows you, I think, knows how important your family is to you. Yeah. Um, can you talk about your family a little bit? Like, uh, what yeah. was it like growing up? I mean, my brother and my sister are my best friends. Yeah, we fight like normal siblings, but they're my best friends. Um, I, we're extremely close. My brother's 24. My sister's 26. I'm 23. So we're close in age. My parents are very, you know, very supportive. And they just always supported us to follow our dreams. Don't let nobody tell you no that you can't do something. Um, when I started my business, I think my whole family was like, oh, I had a very good position in New York for a marketing job. And my parents were like, no, if you want to get into start your own business, then do that. If you fail we have your back. So it's just, I come from a very loving, caring, supportive, um, you know, family. And that's, I, I wasn't babied or spoiled, but I mean, my family did give me a lot of great opportunities that they didn't have in Cuba. And that's what they did for me and my siblings. So I'm really close. People always gave me shit for crying and being emotional, but I was just so passionate and I wanted to win Big Brother so much. And I played with a heavy heart because I always wanted to give back to my parents since I was a kid. Like my promise to my dad probably since I was like nine years old was like, one day I'm going to make a lot of money and you're not going to have to work as hard. You know, so I played with that in mind. I never shared it. I never really spoke about it. I mean, I did sometimes like with Christmas and things like that, but I was playing with a heavy heart because I always wanted to give back to my parents and I'm just really, really close with them. It's, it's, it's bad. <laughs> I get homesick really fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So did, did, did your parents come from Cuba to America? Yeah, my parents migrated from Cuba um, here to America. I mean, they fled because just their circumstances were brutal back in the day, man. Uh, my dad, my dad had it really rough. My mom, luckily, she came from a hardworking family and all that stuff. But my dad had it rough. Um, you know, hit, my grandmother came over here and tried to claim them, and she couldn't get them. And so my dad had to escape Cuba, and my mom came in being claimed by my uncle. So they. They struggled a lot when they got to the States and they built their business. They met each other. My grandfather had his own restaurant and then my parents met and they built their business like two years later. So they always worked for everything. And that's what they always taught me. Always work for everything that you want. Don't ever take no for an answer. And if you want something, you can get it and attain it. You just got to bust your ass for it. So those are like the morals that I was brought up on. And, and that's why they thankfully were healthy and we got a successful business and they're doing good, but they work really hard. And my dream was always to just provide for them, you know? Yeah. Even though they don't sure. want me to, even though they don't want me to, they're not letting me do anything for them. But that's, just, <laughs> that's a, that's a goal of mine to just get back to my parents. Yeah. Well, so did they came separately and then met, met in yeah. America? Yeah. Surprisingly, they, they came separately and then they met in New Jersey, um, in my grandfather's restaurant. Yeah. My grandfather okay. had a little cafeteria, like they would say. 
and um, they met there. And yeah, it's crazy how it all worked out. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so how many siblings do you have? I have um, my sister, which is 26, maybe, and then Danny. I have two siblings. Danny, that's 24. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so your parents they met they met in America. They came from from Cuba. Um, yeah. What what was the business they started? So my dad was actually work. So my mom was working at the restaurant with my with my grandfather, helping him out there. And my dad was working in a um, moving company. I, yeah, I believe it was a moving company. And when they met, they dated for two years. And then my dad met his best friend, which is the business that they started, the hair care business. They would go to flea markets and things like that. They started real small, buying probably like 500 pieces, going to the flea market, selling them, um, going to salons and all that. And from there, he just built it to where he became a wholesale distributor. So, yeah. And then that's kind of what me and my brother do, been doing since we were kids, just helping my family in business. And now we, we're kind of like taking over. My brother's taking over the whole thing. Uh, thankfully, but yeah, we thank God we have a good business that's successful and, and we have that to fall back on. And, and where, where was it that you grew up? I grew up, so I was born and raised in New Jersey, Western New York, New Jersey. It's between like North Bergen and Union city. And mm-hmm. then at the age of 10, my parents decided to move to Miami and basically just raised here in Miami. And then, but I go back and forth probably like four or five times a year because my family's yeah. either, they're either all in New Jersey or all in Cuba, and it's just like me and my aunts out here in, in Miami. That's about it. <laughs> what yeah. was that like? Uh, did was that a big move? Like when you were yeah. that young, did you were you like I don't want to leave? Nobody wanted to do it. Um, my siblings, we hated my parents for like a good year. <laughs> yeah. But my dad just saw the opportunity. He saw that first of all, his business. Um, nobody was really doing it in Miami, so he saw a huge opportunity like in the market for him to, and and he was right. And then my sister, um, she's been a model since she was 13, and my mom just saw the opportunity to bring out Mady out here and really grow her career. So th- the moves that they made to Miami for, and just it was way better. We, we didn't live in the hood, if you want to say, but we didn't live in the suburbs. We lived in, a, in an area where it was good, and then down the block was the projects. So my parents wanted to get us out of that, and they wanted a better future for us. And they did that. We moved to a really nice area, Miramar, in, in um by Miami like the Miami area and we were like in a suburban so it was just crazy we went from like this three-story house to like just the suburbs and I was like a kid like I'm like what is going on it was also different but it was just a good move on on their end it was smart yeah did you end up uh like coming to love Miami oh I love Miami I'll never leave Miami um and if I do leave Miami I think I'll do LA because I just fell in love with LA the three months that I was in like if you want to say privileged prison out there (laughs) (laughs) but um I love LA but besides that I love Miami my culture just who my 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 identity is Miami you know like the the Cuban the, the Cuban culture out here and just everything it's it's awesome was that was that like uh like weird growing up because you were you from a cuban family in new jersey was there a huge like cuban community in new jersey yeah there was uh yeah there was and i mean just my family and just close friends there was a cuban just a latino hispanic community Mm. overall it was very you know dominicans puerto ricans cubans it was just a very latino based community in in new jersey yeah for sure and then but miami was just cubans like miami was just like yeah you know it's 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 there's a it's like a melting pot basically there's a lot of people and that's what i love about miami you can come from anywhere and everybody gets along you know but the cuban culture out here is huge you know it's kind of what miami's known for i feel yeah did did you find that you were able to sort of uh like embrace that that side of you more in miami for sure yeah i feel like in new jersey 
uh, being up north, you know, it's it's way different than being down in the south, being down in Miami. But um, and it, I just connected more with it. My first language and my my upbringing was Spanish and just the Cuban culture and all of that stuff. That's who I am as a person. But in school, that's where I learned English in kindergarten. And I failed kindergarten because I didn't know English. <laughs> so I failed kindergarten, fun fact. I, I failed kindergarten. I didn't know English, but I learned English and all that stuff in school. But just when I came to Miami, I kind of like, it was kind of like, I've never been to Cuba. So coming to Miami is like being in Cuba for me and just being able to connect and just be around people like, that I was raised around that culture and all. It's pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. Was that, was that hard? Like, uh, being in a school and not knowing English? Did you have oh, trouble like, connecting? Hard. I was isolated worse than I was isolated in the big brother house. <laughs> Everybody was looking at me like I was like with rabies or something. I'm like, listen, I speak Spanish. I'm going to learn. And I learned, I picked up on English pretty quick. And my parents were so smart on that. They were like your first language, our first language was Spanish. Then when we got older, they explained it. Because they knew we would pick it up fast in school. So it, mm-hmm. that's exactly how it worked out. I think after a few months, I was already like reading books and English and all that stuff. So it worked out. Was it important for them to feel like they were passing on their culture to you? Yeah. So that you, you remembered it and like maintained it? For sure. Uh, my grandparents don't speak English. My dad, he understands it. He can defend himself. But it's very violent. It's like... My mom and my dad are like the Sofia Vergara, like the Cuban version of Sofia Vergara. Like that's how they talk. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's what I was raised around, and and they definitely want to raise us with our Latin roots and just like, you know, just being very um, in, in tune, I guess, if you want to say, with our Latino roots and and who we are as people. So yeah, I really respect them, and I really, really, that's something that I really appreciate that they did while we were young. So do you do you have plans to to go to Cuba at some point? I want to go this summer for sure. I'm planning a trip with uh, my brother, and my sister to go in the summertime. If I don't get picked up for some other crazy show, yeah, for sure. I'm <laughs> for at least for at least two weeks, explore Cuba and see what it's like out there. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a fun place. Um, so, uh, do you, are, are you are you looking to go on another show? Like, are you are you looking for like more opportunities like that? Um, so, what's crazy is my one goal was to go into Big Brother. And win Big Brother, but then get that money and then flip it and, and grow my business and, you know, make sure that I have income coming in and I don't have to work as hard. That was my mm-hmm. goal from like when I was like 16, 17 years old. I was like, I'm going to make this money. I'm going to flip it. I'm going to do this, this, this. And I had this whole game plan. And since I stepped out, I have been reached out by other networks to go on TV and people to tell me you're such a good personality for TV because I'm a nutcase. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. I'm very... I'm very opinionated. I speak my mind. I'm extremely crazy, but I own it and I'm myself and I don't I think that's what producers like about me that yeah, Josh is crazy, but he's going to stand by, you know, who he is. So, I had so many networks. I had a few networks reach out to me and try to get me on other shows that some other I don't know if I can get into it, but I mean, yeah. I didn't get picked up. So like they went <laughs> with they since I was under contract with CBS, I went through the whole Skype calls. I did the whole inter- phone interviews. I Skyped just like this with the producers and all that. And it was kind of crazy because it was like two, three weeks out of Big Brother. And um, they ended up telling me that they couldn't go with me because I'm under contract with CBS for a year. But the good thing is that I am in contact with the producers and they are, as soon as all that's done, they have me pretty locked in for other projects. So yeah, I'm definitely going to be back on TV. And I think I'm just going to take all the opportunities that come my way. I wasn't expecting it. I kind of expected to go on Big Brother win and disappear. Um, and just go back into my normal life. 
But man, it's just it's really it's really dope. All the great things that come from being on a show and having that exposure and all the other opportunities that come. So yeah, I'm gonna take advantage of it. Do TV here and there. Do the projects that come my way. If it fits something that I like and something that I think it's right, do it. Because I've been offered crazy shit like bachelor type shows and i'm like no I, I can't see myself doing that but who knows probably you'll see me in a year on something like that so i'll contradict myself on that <laughs> but um yeah definitely do the tv thing for a little bit and um since it's opportunities that are coming my way just take whatever whatever continued blessings and good opportunities that come my way just do it man why not yeah, well, it's something that I, I, the last person I had on this show uh, was a fellow podcaster, and something that he talked about was like, uh, he didn't really know that that was his calling until like the first time he did a podcast. And as soon as he did, he was like, wow, this is like, this is, this is amazing. This is what I want to do. Did, yeah. Is that kind of how you felt when you were on Big Brother? Like, this is, this is like where I belong? For sure. Um, the thing with me was, I was such a huge fan of Big Brother, but because of the game of Big Brother. Um, mm -hmm. It wasn't because of the TV aspect. It was more of the game. I knew that I can – I've seen my dad do business, and I knew that I can downplay myself to where I would have an advantage of the game. It was so crazy, but as a kid watching the show, I was just so fascinated with the game that I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to go into that gameplay. But after being on TV and seeing how it works and seeing the behind the scenes scenes basically of big brother and just be on a reality show i did become fascinated with it and i kind of became obsessed with it and it's kind of like man this is fun i get to talk shit i get to be <laughs> myself i get to it's like a, it's like a kid at a, at a playground at a candy store you get to run wild and just do whatever it is that you want and nobody's really controlling you nobody's i mean you are controlled but the, nobody like sets the rules or all that stuff it's kind of fun and i'm getting paid for being me why not man why not continue to go with whatever opportunities do come my way. And I was so, when I stepped out, first of all, in my mind, I'm like, I completely hate it. That, that, that still stands. I, I have people that love me or hate me, but that's how I've been my whole life. But what I did not expect was all the opportunities. I had bookings for like appearances set for like two months out. And I had like three shows that were reaching out and lined up with me. And I was like, whoa, what is, I, my family's like, sit down. Like you have a lot going on. And I was like, what the, what the hell? <laughs> Like, I wasn't <laughs> expecting it. And some I, this is the first time, I guess, because it's more like, I guess it's more natural and more authentic. Like, we're just talking about myself and not talking Big Brother, where I voiced those things and those projects that I had, because I really haven't talked about it. But yeah, I, I plan on running with the TV scene for a little while and see what happens. Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, I, I agree with the, the, the people that you've talked to. I think that uh, the, you, <laughs> you were a very good character on the show. And yeah. and I think it's 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 cool when you're able to find an outlet that that not only uh, like allows you to be who you are, but allows you to be successful being who you are. Like you're yeah. able to really thrive in that environment. You really like whether you want or not, you created great TV throughout the season yeah. of Big Brother. So it's like um, it, it seems like this really is sort of, you know, a, a calling for you. Yeah. And, and what's funny is that I was myself. Yeah, it's very, it's very, um, if you put anybody in a house and you lock them in and you strip them away from everything and you're locked in with people that you are, man, casting's great because they casted us. So I feel like I was casted with conflict with Cody. Like that was just how we were casted because if I got a piece of paper and I described people that I don't get along with, it was Cody. But guess what? I, the one thing that I liked about him 
was that he was just like me, whereas in, and he's he probably, I'm probably going to get bashed by, but, but the thing with him was he's very blunt. And if he doesn't like you, that's how it is. And he says it how it is. And that's what I like because I'm the same way. And, and it's unnatural for you to put people and strip them from all this stuff and put them in the house. And it's like a pressure cooker, dude. It's going to explode and there's going to be craziness and you're going to deal with love and hate. But for me, I didn't really give a shit what the public thinks about me. So I ran crazy. Once I accepted, I'm like, listen, I'm here to win. I'm not here to win America over. I'm here to win 500K. And I ran with that and I was able to be myself and go crazy and just do crazy antics. Antics, that's when I was like, all right, this is fun. I can see myself doing TV. And if I get paid good money to do it, then why not? You know, so yeah, that's kind of when it clicked inside the house that this was something that I can see myself doing for a little while. Yeah, well, is that is that sort of always been part of your personality? Just like kind of saying it how it is and and being blunt and like just out there and not caring? In baseball teams, in school, in my own family, in my circle of friends, I always had the love hate. So it's really natural. I wasn't expecting anything different from from Big Brother fans. It's really natural for me to be either loved or hate. But guess what? You're going to know exactly what I have on my mind and I'm going to speak my mind. Either I'm in a house where everybody wants to play it safe. Guess what? I'm going to say what I feel because I'm not a pussy. I'm not going to do that. Or, or you know, if it's a, in, in a corporate scene, I always spoke my mind and I always, I'm kind of in your face blunt. And, 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 you know, and I've always had a problem with that. It's always, it's been an issue because it's gotten me into a lot of trouble. But I think now I'm able to own it and be like, you know, it's just who I am. I can't help that I'm opinionated and I stand by my beliefs and I'm, and I got an attitude, man. I got, I got a bad attitude sometimes and I'm working on it, but that's just who I am. So, and, and, and it, it makes good TV. It makes good TV. Um, so that's why I think I was casted because I'm a crazy guy, but I kind of accepted that, you know, this is who I am and I really don't give a shit what nobody else thinks about it. As long as I do me and I'm happy with who I am, then screw it. You know, when has it, when has it gotten you in trouble? Oh, in school, man, I was in and out of detention. I got kicked off of my baseball team for talking back to a coach. Just like with my siblings, they turned on me every other week. Like I got home, we got into an argument three weeks out and they, they like isolated me and stopped talking to me. So it's like, it's just always been my mouth and just my, my stating my opinions and who I am has always got me in and out of trouble. And just, um, but I think that, you know, why not speak your mind? I feel like some people just, you know, they're too scared to, especially in the big brother house. I feel like people are too scared to say what they feel or, or, you know, um, say what they think or, or their views on this and that. And it's like, why? Like, is it a freedom of speech? Why can't I speak my mind and say, if you don't like me for it, then I respect you for not liking me for it because you're not giving me bullshit or, or faking the funk, as I like to say. <laughs> so how do you think that, like, developed? Like, was it, have, you, have you just always been that way? Or do you think I've, that, like, uh, like, it was a learned... No, I've been like that since I was probably born. My dad's the same exact way. My dad, I mean, if you got... If my dad got the chance to play Big Brother be on TV, you guys would see he is a mirror image of his father. Because my dad, even though my dad's more likable, because my dad's more goofy and laid back, where I'm more like, all right, you want to... I'm really nice and I'll give you the world, but the moment that you try to one-up me or you try to act like the big man on campus, which we saw this season, I will destroy you. And I don't go to I don't go to um, any extent. It's like when I say I'm done, which is hard. It's really bad. But I get it from my dad, man. My dad's very um, – he's very giving, very loving, and has a big heart. But if you screw him over, you do him wrong, you completely messed up because he's going to, you know, make your life a living hell. And he's going to – and he's always speaks his mind and he always taught us to – you know, you're entitled to your opinion and don't let nobody take that away from you. And if you feel passionate about something, then state it, talk about it, or, you know, follow whatever it is that you want to do. And that's just how I was raised, man. It's not, people thought that they're like, is this really Josh or did he do it for TV? No, that's who I am. Like, that's, that's who I am. I speak my mind no matter where I'm at. And I'm a crazy bundle of energy. And I, I mean, you saw it. 
You saw it. We were at a bar, and I was, like, jumping off the walls and stuff. So it's like, that's that's just who I am, man. Nothing was for TV. Yeah. Well, I, do you have do you have trouble? Like, I mean, you mentioned, that, like, uh, your, your siblings will occasionally, uh, you know, not be happy with you. Do you have trouble maintaining, like, relationships like that? Or, or is it is it easier? Like, how, how does that work? Um. Yeah, I've had, yeah, like, oh, my dating life completely sucks because of that. Because I'm just, I speak my mind, and I say... You know, I'll say things that are out of context and all that stuff. But yeah, I do have some trouble with relationships and things like that. But luckily, I have a good group, a great group of friends, like my best friends. I have a great um, family and I have a great support system. So it's like either you're going to love me for who I am or you're going to hate me. And I really don't care because I already have a good I already have a good support system. I already have family and close friends. My friends are like that, dude. My friends. Like my friends, as soon as I got off the show, they're like, "You're a fucking joke." Just know that you're banging pots and pans. You're a fool. Um, but let's go grab a beer. Like I'm, yeah, I'm embarrassed to go out with you, but guess what? You're my boy, and let's go grab a beer. You get me? So it's like my friends are even like that, and that's just what I grew up around. I grew up. It, we were all boys, and we played sports. We run our mouths and all that stuff. So. Yeah, I've had, my dating life, it's been hard. But uh, besides that, I think that my family and friends respect me for that because they know they're going to get, you know, I'm going to say how it is and I'm not going to bullshit them. So people do appreciate it. Yeah, well, like so it's basically just kind of like uh, you have to recognize that, you know, like things will be said, but it, like there's a there's an unspoken bond that's like uh, like it doesn't doesn't mean that you mean anything necessarily, right? Like it's not like uh, very true, yeah. yeah like uh, like you always you always have a bond. It doesn't like you, you're gonna say what you mean, but that doesn't mean that you dislike them or exactly. anything. Like you, you, and I think that I think that that's what's the misunderstanding with a lot of people, um, their point of view or saying something like if I say, hey, I really like you, but I think that this is wrong with you. Oh, you automatically have to hate the person. That's not true, man. Even in that house, there was a I, I can see the good in everyone and I try to see the good in everyone. But if there's something that bothers me and that I really dislike, then it's hard for me not to say that or not to voice that. Um I saw a lot of good, for instance, like, um, I, I really don't want to talk about people, but Jessica, I, I saw the heart that she had, and I felt for her story and everything, and I don't know if they showed it. I haven't watched back. I watched a few episodes and stopped watching, but that girl has a huge heart, and her story, everything that she's been through with her family, how can you not connect with that girl? And 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 the way that she stood up to the house and was, like, badass and just, like, this you know, just like stood up against the whole house that I, I was looking at her and I was like, wow, man, like more power to her. You fucking respected and loved it. And the game, we were against each other, but as a human, I respected her and I, and I, and I understand her story and I send her love and blessings. You get me? So people automatically think, oh, do you hate this person? No, man, we don't connect. We don't know each other. We're not the best friends. We don't talk at all. But I can appreciate and I send her the best. I wish her the best in life. And I understand her because of the things that she's been through and the heart that she has. She's a badass. And why am I going to hate on a person like that? Do I disagree with a lot of things that she said and did? Yeah. But do I hate her? No. I don't have hate for someone that the way that she carried herself. And just the fans automatically think that you're supposed to, or I hate her because I went against her because I stated my opinion in that house or we went, we bashed heads a lot. You get me? But that's not the case at all. I don't know from her standpoint, but from my standpoint, 
There's no hate. I just voiced my opinion. We had arguments. We we um, don't agree in a lot of things about life. You know, she thinks I'm a moron. And uh, <laughs> if that's her view, then so be it. I don't think anything less of her. But no, I don't hate the girl. And just because I disagree with somebody or have an argument with somebody doesn't mean that I hate them. And that's the conflict that I've always dealt with my whole life. Oh, so you hate them. No, I don't have hate, man. I just don't disagree with some things. And I can't. You're entitled to that. Would you would you say that you try to like you try to separate like who a person is from like what they say and do necessarily like like just because they say something or do something doesn't mean that 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 they're a bad person or that you hate them exactly yeah yeah I think um, for me for instance I'm 23 years old and there's a lot of maturing and growing that I have to do and I'm not the perfect person and I don't want to be the perfect person because I feel like from my mistakes or from people seeing me they can learn or grow from it. For me being in that house, I haven't watched back, but I grew and I matured so much from just the things that I was doing. Um, you know, there was a lot of arguments. There was a lot of fights. There was a lot of things that I joined in on that I instantly sat back three days later and felt like shit about. And then I would cry and, and feel completely inside. I would feel like shit about it. But guess what? That was my growth. And people give me a lot of shit for crying or for doing this and that. But that was my growth. And I learned from my mistakes. And I'm able to move past that. And if I'm not, then if it repeats itself, then that's something that I still need to grow on and learn. But in ninety some in ninety two days, with sequester probably hundred of, I grew and I matured so much, and I cannot be more grateful for the Big Brother experience because I don't think I would have grown and matured as much in my normal life, you know, or learned from my mistakes. So yeah, I think that people, um, you know, they're too hard on people. Like I, I. For me to mature and grow in public in front of 7 million viewers and be vulnerable to where I was completely myself and, and not give a shit what nobody thinks, I think that's brave and that's bold. Instead of being behind Twitter and, you know, running my mouth, like sadly some of my castmates are doing, you know, running, doing the whole Twitter thing. But it's like, you know, I was able to be myself on TV and look back and grow from it. And I think that that's besides winning 500K, I gained that from the show. And the friendships, you know? Yeah, and I, I think that's actually, like, a really good way of looking at, at things, like, and looking at life. Just, like, uh, you know, to see the person behind the actions. Because I feel like it's hard to do that sometimes. Um, like, uh, if somebody says something mean to you, like, you want to just be like, oh, well, that's just a garbage yeah, person. Yeah, yeah like, uh, it doesn't matter what they said, because I'm just going to discount them as a, as a human being. Um but they are a person, and I feel exactly. like if you try to connect with them as a person, despite what they're saying or what they're doing, you have a better chance yeah. of getting through to them and maybe getting them to stop doing the mean things that yeah. they're doing. Exactly. For me, I, I feel like I was very misunderstood in the house and by the fans and by a lot of people because they would instantly see me fight with somebody and then feel bad about it. But that's just um, some of the some of my. Some of the arguments that I did start, like, for instance, with Elena and Mark, a lot of those arguments were to keep a target on them. Um, people saw it as I, w I was just being crazy, but it was my way of ex um, drawing attention to them. You get me? And always having a target on them. That was strategy. But I did feel bad about a lot of the things because I was like, okay, I'm doing this for strategy and all that. But I really don't have a problem with the person. But I drew attention and I put I put targets on their back by calling them out on certain things. Like in the middle of the kitchen, I was wondering, like, you know what's good? I'm going to call them out. And I did it. And they drew a target. The girl left her in double eviction. So it's like a lot of that didn't really show. And then I would go into the DR and explain my 
my strategy, but I guess that didn't show because they are putting a, they're compacting so much in 45 minutes. You get me or less than that. So I guess my strategy wasn't shown, but it was a lot was for strategy, but I didn't necessarily dislike them or have an issue with them. Some things I do not agree with, like things that they said or did or things like that. And some other traits I don't really like, but that doesn't mean that I hate them. And, and, you know, and I have, dude, I have a big heart, man. And like one of the people that I complete opposite, I'll go back to her again, Jess, we didn't really connect and didn't really, didn't really have a relationship in the house at all. But from conversations that I would overhear or the way that she acted or just, I could see the heart that she had. And wh- how could I not connect with somebody like that? Even though we never had a conversation where comp- we were nemesis in the house and we hated each other. How can I not, um, you know, respect her? And that's just what it comes down to. How can I not respect her or, you know, having at least having not an appreciation, but like be like, yo, yo, she's a real one, you know? Cause there was a lot of people, there was a lot of fake shit going on in that house. But for the most part, um, you know, I saw the, 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 she did lie a lot, but I did see the things where, you know, she was being real and she was just being herself. And I think that that's why people connected with her because she was herself and she wasn't putting up an act. And I appreciate that. Like with Christmas, I connected with her because she's a tough girl. She's, she's, she's a badass, but she has a big heart. And, and that, that overpowers everything that every other, you know, bad attribute or anything, you know? Yeah. Do you, do you find that the, the fans try to pin you against uh, your oh, former yeah. husband guests? Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially the ones that I clashed with in the house. It's, it's, it's like me and Paul, we talk about this. And it's funny. It's kind of like they're watching sports teams. So it's like, oh, you know, it's the Yankees versus the Red Sox, you know. So it's like they, they it's created that way. That's what Big Brother is. It's you're rooting for your person to go up against 16 other people. You get me? So that's what it is. And I understand that. And that's the dynamic of the show. But when you break it down and you remove the show and you look at somebody and you, uh, there was so many um, times where I was like, can I just have a conversation? Because I don't understand why you have this hate towards me or why you feel this type of way. And a lot of people, a few people didn't want to have conversations with me. And when people did get, get have a conversation, they were like, you know what? Josh is a crazy piece of shit, but you know what? He has a good heart. He has a good heart. And that's why I think a lot of people voted for me at the end because they knew that I was, yeah, Josh is a nutcase, but Josh speaks his mind. He wasn't hiding. He was in your face, blunt, and, 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 and you know, was standing by what he believed in. And I think that a lot of people respected that because a lot of people wanted to play Big Brother like that, be vocal, speak their mind, say how they felt, call people out, but they didn't have the balls to do it. You know, and I did, and they respected it. So I, I think that that, yeah, it's, it's a blessing and a curse to be so yeah. vocal sometimes. <laughs> well, it's, uh, do you have, do you have trouble with that? Well, like, cause uh, like uh, I imagine like what happens is like, you've got a bunch of fans and they're like, yeah. like, yeah, ra- like rail against uh, Cody and Jess. Like that's what you're supposed to like bang pots and pans in their face. But, and then if you don't do it, yeah, yeah. then they're disappointed. Well, w- this is a thing that I said from even before they left the house, dude, when Cody left the house, I kind of, I didn't amend anything. There wasn't a conversation where it's like, dude, I'm sorry for what I did to you or, and I forgive you for what you did to me. But it was for me, from for myself, it was kind of like, I'll tell you something, man. Uh, that guy was really difficult to live with and I don't understand him at all as a person, but do I hate Cody? No. I wish Cody nothing but the best. I know that they're an amazing race. I hope that they win the damn thing. I hope that they won the damn show. So people are like, what? You're crazy. You hated him. I did not hate him. 
I don't understand him. I clash with him because we're polar opposites. But do I hate them? No. Now, if you talked about my mom or you did something where you personally attacked my family, personally attacked me, I don't give a shit. I can take it because I'm a strong-minded individual. But if you hurt somebody that I love, that's when I'm going to rip your head off. And that's when I hate you. But besides that, no, I don't hate the kid. And people expect you to, oh, oh, you hate Jody or, you know, Jody said this and that. I'm like, no, I wish him the best. Now, the show was done two months, two months ago. Um, everything that I, I'm in the moment type of person. I don't hold grudges or dwell or sit and then, and then sit and then be like, oh, they did this to me. So let me hate on them two months later. I voiced my opinion and I, I spoke my mind in that show. And after uh, three days later, I was over it. Um, now, if you want to step outside the show and every time that you do a live or every time that like certain, there's a certain couple that always goes on social media and always wants to talk and name drop and, and create hate and create their fans versus my fans and, and those fans versus Paul's fans. It's really sad. One, you're not getting paid for it. Two, you're just creating hate. And three, you know that I'm reactive. You know that I speak my mind and you know that I'm going to say something back because that's just how I am. So don't try to provoke negativity. If anything, try to, you know, I'm not getting paid for, I'm not getting paid to argue with you, dude, anymore. I'm not getting a stipend. So like fall back, first of all, like if you're telling me your show's going to pick us up and we're going to do this, then let's do it. I'm going to get money in my bank account. I'll fight with you all day, but it's very irrelevant to my life. And it's just negativity and noise that I don't need. So it's like, no, I don't hate anybody for the 17 people, even Cameron that were in that house with me, either either they taught me something or I learned that those are people that I don't like to deal with or I don't like to be around. So I grew from every relationship and every interaction that I had in that house. So how can I hate people that I grew and I matured so much from living with? You know, I think that it's very immature and very um, um, ne just negative for you to try to create social media beef for either attention because a lot of people were begging for attention in that house. I mean, one girl's plea I'll say her name. Elena's plea was, I need to stay in this house because, you know, I need the attention to, for my business and for my career, for my radio show, and I need the fan base and all that stuff. Okay, now you want to continue that outside of the house on social media. I'm not getting paid for it, so continue it with somebody else. You know, for me, it was in Big Brother. It happened two months ago. I'm moving past it. You get me? But if I voice or if I'm vocal or if I'm something, the fans instantly try to create Team Meatballs versus this team or that. And it's just... It's just noise, man. It's it's stupid. You know, I don't need that in my life. I, I I don't have anything to prove. You get me? I don't have nothing to prove. So why am I gonna fight with this person's fan base or this person on social media or this and that? I'm reactive. I'm 23. I'm gonna react and I'm gonna say things. But if I say it, then I'm wrong for it. And it's kind of like I can't, I've gotten to the point where I just don't give a shit. And if it's not doing me any good or bringing money to my bank account or making me happier, then why feed into it? You know. Yeah, is it is it hard to 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 resist being dragged into that because it's because it's everywhere. Um, I, you know, when it's the fans, I don't mind, but when it's um, like I I go live and I do things and it it's like, oh, this one said this and this about you, and it's coming directly from a house guest that I used to live with, but in the house you were not vocal, you were kind of just terrified to even voice your opinion because you were terrified of getting evicted, even though you got evicted. <laughs> and like you weren't vocal in the house when all I did was talk you and, 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 and for strategy, I was messing with you and all this stuff, but you were on hush and now you're on social media running your mouth. That's when it gets annoying because that's where I'm like, dude, you didn't do anything and I lived with you and now you're on social media running your mouth. I'm not getting paid for this. You're creating negativity because it's the fans go back and forth. You get me? You're feeding into it, but some people either their stipend is running low 
or they're, they're they want the attention and 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 that's just something that I don't want. The attention that I wanted, which was to win Big Brother, I got. So I don't need the attention of fighting with you on social media. My issue is that I react. And it's my problem. And I'm 23 and I'm learning from it. But I think one thing that they're teaching me is not to react to the ignorance. I mean, I have I get along with everybody in my cast. Everyone in my cast besides two people that oh, eh, um, besides no 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 I get along with most of my cast and I talk to most of them besides uh, two people that I thought that we were friends and then I realized through social media that they keep name dropping that I'm not friends with them so then that was I I, I um you know I um I realized through social media that they didn't like me but yet you have my number I text you I'm like what's the issue let's do this off of social media why go on the internet and do that they don't reply but then they but then they drop things on on the internet so it's like okay so they're doing it for attention so that's what they want i'm not going to feed into it and and then the other two i just don't talk to i wish them nothing but the best so it's like so how am i so people say oh josh is creating all this how am i creating it when they're the ones the ones that started it and then i i voice my opinion because everybody knows that josh martinez is gonna do that and then i i I voice my opinion i stated what i felt about it i moved on you get me? So when it's fans, I don't feed into it. But when it's somebody that I lived with and they're creating the bullshit, that's why I'm like, yo, let me check you real quick because you're just irrelevant to my life and I'm going to put you in your place and then I'm going to move past it. And I think also with everything that's going on in this world, why feed into negativity? There's so much, dude, there's hurricanes that happen. There's there's so much going on and so much devastation and so much negative shit already going on in the world that do you really think that me beefing with you on social media over Big Brother 19 bullshit is relevant to my life or to anybody else's life besides the 20 followers that are boosting your ego? Ooh, team this. Ooh, team that. I don't give a shit, bro. I don't care. But you are not going to continue to talk about me and then not be man enough to grab a phone and call me and be like, I don't want to, you know, I don't screw with you. But then name drop, like they just did like three days ago because they want the attention and expect me not to put you in your place. You get me? But it's not something. And then they say, oh, you post a tweet and you delete it. Yeah, I posted it and I delete it because then it's just, it starts this war and this negativity on my timeline and in my mentions that I don't need. I'm happy. Like I'm on cloud nine. So why feed into that? Like grab some of your stipend or whatever meeting greets, if you're making whatever it is and donate it or do something good or, or, or do whatever it is. And, and, and you're growing a business, use the platform to do good. Don't use it to spread hate and to like spread negativity. Do something good with it. My problem is, and, 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 and I'm, I'm mature enough to admit that I'm reactive, I'm impulsive, and I get back at you. You, you throw a stone at me, I'm throwing a freaking, I'm throwing 10 bricks at you. That's how I am. And it's horrible, but that's just how I am. And they know that. But, you know, I, I realized that praying for them, wishing them the best, and not feeding into the negativity and the bullshit because it's just going to spiral. It's just the best way to go with it because people begged for attention on that show, and, and that's what they want to do outside this show. And it's not – not and, and not – people continue to – I don't even want to mention their name because it's just draining. But it's like Marlena. They continue to look for attention, and that's what they want. Why well, I wish them the best. And I hope that they get all the attention that they want, get on another show and make more money off of it. Because with me, I'm kind of over it. I'm kind of over it. I don't want to, when it's the fans, it's cool. It's like, ah, let the fans do their things. But when you're feeding it, it's kind of annoying, you know? Do you, fi- do you find it like uh, strange just how quickly like your life has transitioned from like just like a normal person's life to all of a sudden 
you are involved in, in some way in this kind of like there's drama happening and there are people yeah. paying attention and yeah. like like how is that like a very like weird because it's only been two months I'm not, uh, it's, it's yeah. really overwhelming yeah it's really really overwhelming i'm still not used to it i'm not accustomed to it i don't know how to i think with time i just continue to get i i, I like my mom says it's your new normal just get used to it um you know so it's hard to get used to it and people know who you are and going out and getting recognized you always feel like somebody's watching or something like that or you always see a picture of yourself on the internet like i went to the beach the other day with my family i'm like holy shit nobody's coming up to me recognizing me boom all my tags on instagram i have like eight tags of people like oh josh from my brother so it's kind of that's kind of crazy i'm not gonna lie that's kind of weird but um for the most part, I'm just extremely grateful and just blessed and appreciative with all the opportunities that are coming my way, all the love overall, because I get, for the most part, I get a lot of love and it's not, people don't come up to you like, I hated you or this like that. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, how are you with this person or how are you with that person or were they, were they really that bad? And when people ask me questions about my housemates, I'm like, guys, it's a TV show. Like, I wish them nothing but the best and they're doing great things, you know, go show them love and support. So it's like, I'm very just, at sh I'm shocked with everything that has happened in my life for the past from when Big Brother, the whole journey started to winning to just after Big Brother two months later. I'm just shocked and overwhelmed and just extremely grateful there's like this feeling of gratitude that i don't even have like for me to think about negative negativity or just think about bullshit or drama or this and that i just don't even have space for that because it's just this feeling of complete gratitude towards the universe towards god towards the fans towards my family towards the producers where i'm just like my life was so different before I got on Big Brother to where now I have a following. I have opportunities that are coming my way. I have projects that are lined up a year from now. I have meet and greets where I get to go meet my fans. So how can I just not be in complete bliss with like life and just grateful? Like that's how I am. And it's like, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. And I, and I, it's overwhelming dealing with the fans for sure. And, and social media is really intense, but for the most part, I try to, I'm trying to get used to it and I'm trying to do the best that I can with it and try to like spread positivity, even though I, I, I react sometimes into the bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> well, do, do you find that it's sort of like given you an opportunity to, to grow even more? Just oh, yeah, like, you sure. know, you're presented with new challenges basically every day for sure. Uh, and you're gonna, you have to find ways to overcome that. I, I, my day, my, like my way of dealing when I read positive messages, like for instance, I have, I, I try to focus and I pay attention to most of the positive. I had fans that dealt with cancer. I have a fan that I talk to like every other day, message back and forth. Her mom, she just got diagnosed with cancer. And, and she says that for those, for those few months, you know, it distracted her. And I bought life, like happiness into her home and her, her mom were laughing. And it's like, that's what I focus on the positive that I did or like, and I'm like, if I was able to be a complete shithead and could be a complete nutcase and not really care, but I was able to make somebody laugh through being a complete idiot on TV, then I'm happy because I was able to bring happiness into somebody else's life. And that's way bigger than any other bullshit or noise that's happening in the background. You get me? Like I meet fans and they tell me things like that. And that I, I mean, in Boston, for instance, I had, Somebody, you know, they, to they told me and Kevin and, like, Jason that 
our antics and us being stupid and, and, and us joking around, you know, she was dealing with depression and now she's a way happier person and just meeting us. It was, it's hard not to cry and not feel a connection and not feel, you know, emotional about it because it's, it's, you're changing people's lives or you're bringing happiness into people's lives. And that was my mom. What's crazy is before I left, she says, remember the bigger besides winning or besides being on a TV show, because I am 23 and you get caught up in the hype. It's the impact that you're going to have on people's lives. That quickly went out the window when I started fighting with everybody. But when you step out and you realize that you made people laugh because you were a complete shithead, then that makes me happy. You know, that's, that's, yeah. that's huge. Well, it t- tell me more about the, uh, the uh, Boston experience. Uh, you were around my neck of the woods. How was that? Yeah, dude, Boston was complete craziness. So it was the first time that I got reunited with some of my housemates. Well, no, I'm lying. Me and Paul went to New Orleans, but we didn't do like anything crazy. We went to some bars here and there, and people were just recognizing left and right. But Boston, it was Jason, me, and Ramsey's, and we did it for a charity. Um, and we raised so much money for the charity, which was awesome. And, you know, we met like over 200 fans. And it was craziness and just people sharing their stories. And it was more intimate because we got to sit down, eat dinner with them, have a Thanksgiving. Kevin always talked about Thanksgiving at Kevin's house and he did it. So it's like, so the fans felt connected with that and they saw us and we were dancing and, and sharing stories and talking about experiences and talking about how we like changed, like brought happiness into their lives and how happy we made them and just hugging them and, and connecting with the fans one-on-one. It's, that was probably one of my, like one of the best meet and greets I had because I've had a few meet and greets and I have a lot lined up, but it's, that was more personal where I got to really connect where these are just like hugging pictures, quick conversations and go for two hours where that was like, we had dinner, we danced, we had a good time. We connected. We, I heard another lady that was dealing with the, with the, with the sickness and how we bought happiness into her life. So that was just like, I got on the mic and I was like, guys, listen, I cried all summer, but I'm about to cry right now. <laughs> Cause just the love was so overwhelming and it was so awesome. And I'm just, I'm so happy that Kevin put that together and he has a heart of gold. So I just hope that we continue to get things like that lined up. Cause it was just awesome. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny because I, I feel like Kevin really embodied what we were talking about earlier, where like he'd be in arguments with people uh, in the in the house, but he would always be like, "Wow, oh, but you're still coming to Thanksgiving." Well, well, everyone's yeah, coming to Thanksgiving. Yeah. He has a heart of gold, and I. What's funny is that um, people always ask me, "Do I regret anything?" I don't regret anything at all from the house. The one thing that I do regret was getting into an argument with Kevin. I do regret that. I think that that was such an asshole move from my end. And just from that argument, I learned a lot. And I, I spoke about it with Kevin. And my family was just like, why Kevin? Like, he's a sweetheart. Why? You freaking douchebag. My family gave me shit for that. So it's like, that's one thing that if I reflect back and think about, that's the only thing that I regret was fighting with Kevin. And because he has a heart of gold and he's just a good guy, man. I'm really happy. And that's another thing. The friendships that I gained from my house, they're family to me. We're always going to be family. We're always going to be connected. You know, Kevin's never going anywhere. He can't escape from me. (laughs) So yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, and I mean that's that was a really cool thing that he put together. Like, uh, I can imagine why it might be uh, a better experience than like, and like you know, going to a bar. There's loud music. It's super crowded. Like, uh, you know, I feel like usually people are you know they go to the to meet people, but you don't really get to have like full on conversations or anything. But uh, it sounds like this was a like a really like cool experience in a, in a more toned down setting. Oh yeah, it was the best, man. I just like even when we left, I got on. I mean, I got on. 
just spending time with my roommates and just like and 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 spending time with the fans and just all the stories and things like that. We had people drive like six hours. Like this this girl drove from I think they drove from like um some people came from North Carolina, some people came from I think a girl flew oh we had a group fly um we we gave them tickets. They won. They won like the raffle. They won tickets to come. So they came in from LA, and it was just so crazy. Like just hearing them, a lot of people were like, "Dude, you were you were crazy, but you were so entertaining to watch." And I was like, "You know what? I accept it. If I if I if I was entertaining you every single week, and I was then I did something right. You get me? People watch a guilty pleasure show or watch Big Brother, watch TV to be entertained. So if I did that, then I'm happy. You know." Um, on my end, it's, 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 you know, it's a shitty, but if I'm okay with it, then, you know, why not? And if I can, if I get on another show and act like a shithead and obviously way more mature than when I was on Big Brother, cause I didn't know what a big impact it would have, then yeah, why not? If I can bring happiness to somebody else's life and continue to connect with fans then yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned, uh, Paul is, is like, uh, is everything going all right with, with Paul? Oh yeah, dude. We talk, we, I mean, I'm in a group chat right now with him and we're setting up dates to meet up, meet him in Christmas. And me and Paul talk like every other day. He's focusing on music, focusing on his clothing. And, you know, he has a lot of big things and good stuff going on and just focusing on his music. The kid's super talented. And that's another thing. People expect me to dislike or hate Paul because it was me and him in the final two and the way that he played the house. Yeah, I get it. I saw it. Trust me. I was onto his game, but it's a game. And when you break down the game and when you walk away from Big Brother, you look at who they are as a person. And I freaking love the kid. He comes from a good family. He has a huge heart. He's one of the coolest people that I've met on that show. And I have a really good friendship with him. And that's never going to, that's never going to, you know, that's never going to go anywhere. We were in Nolan. People were like, wait, you guys really get along? You guys really hang out? It's like, yeah, we're boys. Like, the kid's like, you know, one of my good friends now. So it's like, it's crazy how people think that you're supposed to hate each other after a certain it's like, no, we get along, we text and we talk all the time and he's focusing on his music and, and his clothing and it's going really good for him. So I'm excited for him. Does it make it more difficult? Like when there are a bunch of people that are like, you're, you're supposed to not like this person. Like, uh, do, you, um, do you feel like you have to make an extra effort to sort of like overcome them in your head or does it not even affect you? It, it doesn't affect me to be honest with you. It does make the it, it doesn't affect me, but it does make it like it's kind of just like it's just stupid. It's just awkward. It's like why you know? It's like why even why even say that? Why even do those things? And it's like uh, it all goes back to just like noise. You get me? It just all becomes noise, and it, it becomes irrelevant. It becomes really relevant when people are like, oh, but but he did this this and watch episode uh fourteen when he said this, and it's like. Guys, it was a show. It's a TV show. It's reality TV, reality TV, and it's a game. We're all playing. We're all hungry for 500K. I respect the kid because at no point was he's like, all right, I'm willing to give up my game. Neither was I. Even though it may have seemed like that, there was no way in hell that I had one shot at $500,000 and I was not going to go against every. You get me? I love these people, and that's what made it so hard when I connected. I connected with Jason. I connected with Alex. I connected with Kevin. Christmas, Paul, and connected with these people and formed relationships, even, you know, pre-jury. Like, I love Dominique and I love Jillian, and it was hard. And the game became very real for me. But, but you know, it's a game, and you're playing for 500K, and when you, when you strip away the game and strip away the competition and strip away the money, because it's a lot, and you look at the person and you say, holy shit, this person's actually really fucking dope and really awesome and has a heart of gold, and 
just a good person, then that's when the real friendships and like, that's when I'm like, yo, I'm really happy that I met you. And I walked away with genuine friendships. You get me? Yeah. Well, so what, like, what does that money meant? Like what, how has that impacted your life so far? So everybody, um, you know, everybody thinks that I'm just people just a whole bunch of bullshit but thankfully my business is going great my parents business is booming like i like to say and and i really haven't touched my money like it's in the savings account and the 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 relief that i have and i guess the relief that i can sleep at peace and think is i have a lot of money to where tomorrow whenever i want to invest it and flip my money and grow it it's there but i don't have to you know, I, I don't live off of it or anything like that, but I'm at peace where I have that amount of money. I'm extremely blessed where I have that money to where I can do whatever it is that I want to make sure that my family is going to continue to be good for years to come. You get me? And and I have that to fall back on. But it's just it's just before we, we face our struggles, people think because you have a business, oh, you know, they have money or they're rich or this and that. No, as a business owner and as a entrepreneur and all that stuff, you deal with a lot of failures, a lot of setbacks, and a lot of losses. And my family has gone, dealt with a lot of financial burdens and things like that, but we always seem to bounce back. And what I have with the winnings from my brother is that even if we do in the future go through any like, you know, off season, because it's it's seasonal, our business is seasonal. If we do go through that, I have money where I can, you know, grab from here, invest there and flip and know that my family is going to be okay. So it's just a, a a piece of like a piece of mind basically where I'm like I feel extremely blessed that you know God it, 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 I'm very spiritual but like like that I was blessed with that that I was blessed with 500k man like at 23 years old you know and I'm very yeah. smart so for the people that were in my casting they don't know how long it's gonna last believe me a little bit of shade it's gonna last longer than your one sided relationship because I'm very smart out and I'm a business guy and um, I come from business owners and entrepreneurs and and and, and smart people so i know how to be smart with a lot of money trust me so basically the plan is to sort of like uh like keep doing what you were doing before and have that be like uh like just a, a nice peace of mind a nice like uh yeah. thing to yeah. invest in and let it grow and you're not exactly. gonna like uh dive into it anytime soon yeah yeah i'm dying to get into flipping houses and, and invest here and there but my family's like don't even put it away and don't pay attention to it and, and put it in the savings, let it grow, invest it in some stocks and things like that. Let it grow and do not, do not. Um, I'm very, I'm very smart when it comes to business. And I didn't really show that in the show because I didn't want that to be a threat, but I'm very like minimal risk and a lot of gains. So I know if, when I, when it comes to the point where I'm going to invest and I'm kind of, you're going to, I'm going to geek out about business right now. <laughs> but when it does come to the point that I'm going to invest, I'm going to make some smart investments. I have a good team behind me. And I'm going to make a lot of profit and hopefully grow that money a lot, way bigger than 500K. You get me? So, yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's weird because I, I do feel like uh, for whatever reason, I feel like Big Brother winners are just very good at, at managing the money. Like yeah, I, that, that is I, I'm Rachel Riley reached out. I know that Derek was really smart. Dan Giesling, which I'm a huge fan of. He did a lot of smart moves. Me and Ian at the bar, actually, with the bar that we were at in New York, we were talking for like 30 mm -hmm. minutes. The time that we did have to talk about it, but I got his number, Steve, um, which he reached out. You know, they've done really smart moves with it. And, you know, just hearing what they've done and all the investments and, and how they manage their money, it's it's awesome because you would think you get instant money, it's going to go instantly. But I think that everybody had 
the thing is, before they win, they already have their mindset and they already know what they're going to do and all that stuff. That's kind of with me. Before I even won, I already knew how I was going to, you know, get into it and 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 invest my money and all that stuff. And I have my dad, which is just genius, and my uncles and all that stuff. So, so yeah. And and the one thing that I have done and that I really want to focus on is I've worked with the Boys and Girls Clubs and I want to continue to do charities either with time or with money or just give back because I think just spreading that or like bringing attention to what's really going on, what's really important. And I think that if I was blessed and fortunate enough to win this amount of money and have this platform, then why not share giving back or like helping others? Or It doesn't have to be money. You can go and feed the homeless and share your time. Or you can go to the Boys and Girls Club and, and spend time with the kids and hang out and take a little gift, like take gifts here and there and, and have a good time. So I want to continue to work with charities. And thank God I partnered up with the Boys and Girls Club and they've been nothing but awesome people and I can give back and just, that's what I really want to focus on. So whatever earnings I get from meet and greets and things like that and appearances and TV, I always, my mom always said, always give 10% of what you earn because if you were blessed, give back. So that's something that I want to focus on too. What what would you say like you're most passionate about in terms of like charity? I think for me, it's kind of giving back to kids. Um, obviously, with the hurricane relief, I've done a lot, and I don't need to voice that. People always, oh, I don't need to voice that because people will always turn something into a negative. But um, I've done some hurricane reliefs, and I have given back a lot, and just kids. I think with kids, it's really important because that age of like six years old to like 14, 15. It's so huge because it was so huge in my life, sports and my family and my parents always being on top of me and having a good team around me was what molded me into the man that I am. So I think focusing with kids, like one of my biggest dreams is to start like a recreational center in New York, in Miami and in LA and just sports and, 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 and just like after school programs. And just, that's me being crazy. That's like the vision that I have for myself, but just working with kids and being a positive impact and everybody, you know, people, kids at that age are not so receptive to the message. But if I can be like, and I've gone to a few boys and girls and been like, listen, I'm a nutcase, you know, I'm nobody. I was on a TV show. I'm a joke. But the message that I do have to spread is that whatever it is that you want out of life or whatever it is that you want to do, don't let anybody tell you, no, you can't do it. Because my dream was to win a game show. Oh, I'm a joke. I'm the biggest joke ever, but I won. You get me? And I set my mind to it, and I did that. My niece is here, and she's she, – I love – I'm obsessed with her. So it's like if, – and if I did that, then that's my message. You can do anything you put your mind to. So just working with kids, I want to continue doing that and working with the Boys and Girls Club. And I'm just happy that they reached out to me. There were people that reached out to me before I stepped out the show. And I just go to charity events, and go, and I try to go to the club and hang out with them and just, you know, sp- spread good vibes, basically. Just spread good vibes and just do good. Do you think your family played an important role in terms of, uh, you know, instilling those values in you, the, the yeah. like the charity, the, you know, wanting to help children, that sort of thing? For sure. I think for me, um, for me, it was the knowing the struggles that my family was always very vocal. And my parents are not like, like if we went through financial burdens and we went through moments, believe me, my parents let us know, listen, we're going through times. You get me? But when we were up and when we were winning and business was going good and everything was booming, my parents always taught us to give back and help others because I know what it is to go through struggle. I know what it is to be, you know, on, you you know, your parents have a, a thousand, they make a thousand, two hundred a month and they got to pay bills and you don't have anything. And, and still, but having a roof over your head. So it's just like, if I can give back and help somebody, 
um, then because I've been through those struggles or seen family go through those struggles or my family told me the things that they've been through and my parents always taught us to give back, then if I can bring happiness to somebody else's life because I know what it would have done for me at my time, then, or like when my aunt would come and bring a gift or something, like the joy that I would get, you know I mean, if I can do that for somebody and bring that happiness into somebody else's life, then that's huge, man. I think that that's, that's what it's all about, just bringing happiness to somebody else's life when you really don't need to go out of your way, but why not, you know? Yeah, were, were there like really rough times financially when you were growing up? Oh, yeah. We, like I said, being a, my dad being a business owner, there was times where he would invest everything in a business and we would be like a few months without money. And but like, why, dad? Because trust me. And then three months later, he was right. So, yeah, we definitely faced a lot of financial burdens. Even before I went into the house, it was slow season and my business wasn't doing good. My parents were kind of, you know, their business wasn't doing so good, but then I step out and everything was going great. So it's like, that's just how it is. That's how it's always been with business. That's why having this money, my dad doesn't have to work as hard and doesn't have to, you know, my parents don't have to worry. You know, I can invest here in, in two properties here and there. We have income coming in and we're good. You get me? So yeah, I have faced a lot of financial burdens in my life, but I'm so grateful and thankful for it because it's molded me into the man that I am. You get me? Yeah. And that's, and, and I know how to deal and I, and I learned how to adapt. So, and that worked for me in the house, in the big brother house, because I can just adapt easily to any situation or anything that's thrown my way. I'll just adapt and make it work to the best of my benefit. So that's, thank, thank God for my financial burdens. It helped me out in the big brother house and it got me the prize, I guess, if you want to say, because that's a huge vital thing in that house is adapting. And, and yeah, just adapting to whatever circumstances you have and always being grateful. Those were values that my parents taught me that I'm forever like thankful for. Yeah. So like, was it, was it really like a huge, like relief, uh, like off your back to, to get that money to know that like, you know, like growing up, having ups and downs financially winning $500,000, like having that money there, like, is, is there just like, is there a weight off of your back? Yeah. I think that, you know, my parents are not, they're not allowing me to do anything for them. And I, I've given, you know, I've done things for my mom and things like that. And, you know, traded in her car, but nothing major, nothing major. They don't want me to do anything big because they're like, you don't need to do anything for us. But you, it's more of the, the money's huge and just the burdens off of my back. And I can sleep at peace knowing that, you know, I have money in the bank and I have nothing really, I don't have to worry about my bills or I don't have to worry about my family, um, you know, struggling or anything like that. And I, what I'm, what I'm more focused on is I'm looking at properties and things like that and investments. And that's my worry now where like investing money and investing and doing things like not my worry, but my blessing where I can focus on investing. Whereas in before my thing was, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to work extremely hard for five to six years, get some money together and then invest it. And then from there, just grow my business where I just been boom, like blessed with money. And now I can jump straight into head on into my business and grow it even more. So like that was just a huge blessing. But, um, you know yeah for sure and even my family it's just it's just good man i think that i think when you do good could good comes your way and it's unfortunate that i wasn't able to be very vocal about it on the house because i didn't want people to look at me as a pity party or feel bad for me or say okay let's keep josh because of this i wanted people to keep me in that house for who i was because i was loyal because of my morals because i was very um, truthful straightforward and honest that's what I wanted to be respected and kept in the house for. Now, oh, Josh, everybody has financial burdens. Everybody has their struggle that they go through. So that didn't mean anything in that house. Everything that, that counted in that house was how you play the game, 
and if you were trustworthy and loyal, and if you were honest, point blank and period, and if you were, if I could use you to the benefit of my game, that's what counts. So that's what I was focused on. But having that platform in front of millions of people and not being able to be vocal with my struggles or things that I faced or or just like as a person, just like the just a lot of things that I dealt with, but it was more game related. That's what sucked because I wish I could have shared more of that because I feel like that would have been of a bigger impact than me fighting with Justin Cody or fighting with Marlene or fighting with, you know, someone else. But I think that that message, and I think that my roommates would have connected with me more, but that's something that I decided to leave at the door and I decided to play Big Brother. But now I can share my story and be like, yeah, man, I've been through struggles. I've been through hard times. I've seen my family. There's moments where we've been without light and water for a few weeks and like gone and stayed at my aunt's house. And, and you know, now I'm extremely blessed to where, well, I came out to my business doing really great. My, my, my sister handed me my card and she was like, oh, look at your bank account. Like they didn't touch anything and their business was booming and everything was so great. And like, I didn't have to worry about the big brother money. You get me? But like to know that I have that, I know that I'm going to be good and know that I'm going to be smart with it. And then I have a great support system that's going to guide me to make right investments. And my dad, which is a genius, then that's the peace of mind that I needed, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah cool. definitely. Uh, do, you, do you think you're going to like view Big Brother differently now? Like, because oh, uh, you were a big fan beforehand. Yeah. I, 100%. I think that I know uh, that it's a TV show. They have, you know, they have. 24 hours, seven days a week for 90-something days. They could only put so much together. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to see a difference. And there's a lot of parts that weren't shown, a lot of DR sessions and all that stuff. But it's a show, it's a storyline, and they need to do their job. So, yeah, I'm going to definitely view a different because I was behind the scenes, basically. And I know how things really broke down. But, I mean, you have you have live feeds. But even with that, you miss so much. It's crazy. So, um but yeah, I'm definitely going to view it different, but I'm such a big brother junkie that I'm just, I can't wait till Celebrity Big Brother starts. I'm literally going to be hashtag CBB, like just going crazy with Big Brother, doing the live, like just going nuts because I'm a Big Brother fan. Like I, I don't really watch much TV and things like that, but like when it comes to Big Brother, I'm a junkie, so I just can't wait. I'm definitely going to watch, but I'm definitely going to look at it from a different perspective because I played the game before. Yeah, actually, the uh, the the uh, release date for the Celebrity Edition was just announced. Um, I know. I saw that on Instagram. But is it really three weeks? That sucks. Yeah. yeah that yeah, it looks sucks. Like, like, three weeks? That was just like when, I mean, on, on day three, you're ready, you're ready to rip somebody's head off. But like three weeks, it really starts getting ugly in three weeks, you know? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see these people. I want to see these celebrities be stripped away from everything and see how they act. Because one thing is talking about it, but when you're stripped from everything, and especially at their level, their lifestyle, it's going to be so funny. It's live feeds, right? Like we're going to have live feeds. Yeah, oh, I think I'm so. going to be a junkie. I'm literally going to binge watch. Uh, so let me big brother and just be like, really like, I'm going to go off on social media. Like now it's my time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can listen to my daily live feed updates. Oh, for sure. And if you have like podcasts, you better have me back on because I'm literally oh, going to be, I'm going to be so invested. That's going to be fun. You, you can come on one of the daily live feed updates. That'd be great. Nice. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> do it. Don't we're locked in already. You already said it. So yeah. now you gotta, you gotta keep your word. All right. Deal. P, uh, I think people would love that actually. Oh, it's um, going to be fun. All right. So, uh, I mean, I think, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up? 
I mean, I um I have a few meet and greets coming up. So I have a meet and greet in Miami, um, set December fifteenth at the Sugar Factory on Ocean Drive. That's gonna be fun. I'm gonna be in Philly and South Jersey at Adelphia's December twenty seventh. Um, it's a club appearance, and then on the twentieth, it's a meet and greet, all ages. So get your tickets online, and then I have I'm setting up dates for Canada and Chicago. So that's fun, and Tampa. Um, and yeah, just continue to do these meet and greets, um, working with the Boys and Girls Club. There's this thing called Adopt a Family with the Boys and Girls Club where you um, you basically adopt a family for the holidays, like a low-income family. Like It's basically like single moms and things like that. You adopt a family and they'll bring them the gifts and the food and all that stuff. And I'm pretty sure that if you go on the Boys and Girls Club website, you could do that. I'm definitely going to do that, uh, doing a toy drive. And that's all going to be on my social media on my Instagram, on Josh underscore Martinez underscore. So hopefully people just, the holidays is about giving back. Everybody wants to receive, but just give back and do good. And just thank you. Cause this was one of the like coolest interviews. Cause it kind of broke down. It wasn't so much BB related, which was fun. So thank you, dude. Yeah, no problem. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy to, uh, to hear that. It's, that's nice to hear. It was fun. Yeah. And I mean, for the people that keep, thinking that i'm going somewhere like uh tv's in the future it's gonna happen and i'm excited to see what other projects you crazy fools will see me on <laughs> did you say you're gonna be in philly i am gonna be in philly south it's like so it's like adelphia's in between it's like nine minutes away from philly so it's like south jersey but like right there by philly okay yeah. i i was in philadelphia for an american enjoyer taping and i went to this place called federal donuts federal donuts and yeah like okay, uh the my my whole life, like I'm now, like I'm chasing no. that donut. Like I want that donut again. Oh, you just tainted me because now I'm going to Federal Donuts. <laughs> I'm sending you a picture as soon as I. Sh- I'm literally gonna go as soon as I land. I'm gonna be like Federal Donuts in the coffee. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude, you are the man. This was fun. All right, so uh, thank you everyone for listening. The this was a very fun one. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Um, you can find this podcast on iTunes, The Taryn Show. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, you would never want to miss a, a great episode like having Josh Martinez on. Um, nice. <laughs> you can also find us on robhasawebsite.com. You can leave a comment there uh, on the show page. You can also find me on Twitter at Armstrong Taryn. Uh, feel free to tweet at uh, Josh and I about how much you enjoyed uh, the podcast. If you didn't yeah. enjoy it, then, uh, you know, that's fine. You don't have to tweet at us. Uh, oh, no. Troll. <laughs> troll all day. <laughs> yeah, feel troll free. Troll is all day every day. Josh loves it. He's, he's in for it. Oh, yeah. I, I'm telling you. It gives me a good laugh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, and see you next time. Thank you, buddy. Take care, guys. Thanks for the love. Parents asking questions. Looking deeper, that's what it's all about. It's the Tyrant Show. So you and